and welcome to the Roadmap from Auto Finance News since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. It is Monday, August 30th, and I'm Amanda Harris, Associate Editor of Auto Finance News, and I am joined today by my fellow Associate Editor, Whitney McDonald. Uh, this, is, yeah, this is our weekly wrap on what happened in auto finance for the week ending August 27th, 2021. Um, as always, I want to thank our Auto Finance News advertisers, Alpha, Dealer Track, DeFi Solutions, and Walters Kluwer for their continuing support. Um, first, in general news, several companies recently announced updated COVID-19 return to office and vaccination plans. Uh, general Motors now requires all of their U.S. salaried employees, which is about 48,000 employees, to confidentially disclose whether they have received the vaccine. Uh, and this is through an online confidential portal that the company has. Um, hourly workers are also encouraged to report their status on a voluntary basis. Uh, the move is meant to help the company assess immunity of their workforce and adjust safety protocols as needed. Uh, Ford Motor also delayed bringing back most employees to offices until at least January 2022 and is currently considering a vaccine mandate. In automotive news, Mexico has warned of a possible exodus of automakers due to the U.S. interpretation of the North American free trade deal that includes Canada. The sticky point is U.S.'s agreement with Mexico about the rules of origin for auto parts, which will potentially cause companies to move their business to countries with more favorable trade agreements. Uh, Mexico has formally requested a consultation with the U.S. to settle the dispute, which the U.S. has 30 days to respond to and 75 days to reach an agreement before Mexico would submit a request for a formal panel. Turning to vehicle finance, uh, this week we are diving further into inventory uh, with an update on how tight supply is impacting both the automotive and power sports industries. Um, in our latest feature, the Auto Finance News team took a very in-depth look at inventory and how it's impacting things across the industry. Um, we saw things like floor plan costs decline. Um, we saw you know, major shifts as far as strategies goes. Um, with our OEMs really looking at new strategies given the current um, and potential future tight supply situation. Um, so there was, you know, a couple of things that stood out to us. Uh, so Whitney, what, what were some of the things that kind of stood out from our feature and kind of what we're looking at? Yeah, definitely. Exactly what you said. Uh, lower floor plan, of course. For example, GM Financial had very low floor plan down to 5.7 billion, which is almost 28% down year over year. Um, and then also agreeing with what you just said about profitability being really high. For example, Ford Credit had record high earnings of $1.6 at the end of the second quarter. So, yeah, we're still seeing that inventory crunch, uh, low floor plan, and high profitability. And, you know, is, is the thought kind of, you know, we talked to a couple of different uh, lenders and, and really looked at their earnings and all this to kind of piece this together. Is the thought that this inventory situation is, you know, going to be around for a long time? Is it, you know, posing any potential, uh, you know, permanent shifts within the industry? From what we're hearing, yes. Um, these are things that are likely to stay. Um, the adapting that has been taken place through these OEMs is kind of a positive thing for dealers with lower costs, 
lower floor pin, like I said earlier um, with those figures. But yeah, it does seem to be something that is here to stay. We're not hearing much of once inventory gets back, we're gonna be returning to A, B, and C. Um, we're, we're kind of hearing more, this is our new norm. So that's what, that's what at least we've been hearing from, for example, GM Financial is one um, that is really making a shift. And so what are some of the ways we're kind of hearing that, you know, these OEMs are, you know, co combating this or, you know, dealing with this? I think Ford maybe has a new new way of doing things or has a kind of a potential shift that could be permanent. Do you want to talk a yes. little bit about that? Yes. One of the big things that we're hearing is the shift to build to order sales. So instead of stocking dealer lots, the shift to build to order, um, we're hearing from dealers, both pros and cons. Pros, of course, being less inventory on your lots is, of course, lower cost. But one of the things that might be a bit of a concern is um, the wait times. So some, one dealer in particular said that they're a little bit nervous about some people want to come in, get their car and drive away. But that you're looking at six to eight week wait times. Um, but on the other hand, they're saying that you're going to get exactly what you want, exactly what you're ordering. Um, but yeah, it, there's pros and cons to both, and we're hearing both sides, but build to order does seem to be something that many dealers are excited about, um, and the OEMs too. So that, that is one way that they are adapting. I know that Ford is already, um, ha has a campaign about it. Um, we'll see if the other OEMs are going to follow shortly. Yeah, definitely. Perfect. Well, that's, that's for sure an interesting thing that's come out of all this is, is both the lower floor plan cost and, and dealers realizing and, and OEMs realizing too that, you know, maybe the days of stocking, you know, a ton of cars on lots uh, might be over and maybe that's not such a bad thing. Um, right. So, yeah, definitely. So our feature definitely looks into that a little bit further. It's up now. Um, but I think, Wendy, we also are seeing something similar happen in the power sports market as well. We talked a little bit last week on this episode, Joey and I, um, you know, about how that impacted like motorcycles and really, you know, kind of seeing that across. But I think in the marine space, it's even more interesting in some ways. Um, so I think you talked to some boat dealers recently. So what were some of the things that they were telling you? Yes, last week I had the pleasure of interviewing a couple of boat dealers. Um, what we heard and learned from these conversations is that new boat deliveries are up to six to eight months out, um, which is very high. I know that we just discussed some dealers are nervous about six to eight week wait times for vehicles. But yeah, boats were looking six to eight months. Um, this has not driven down demand at all. This does not have people straying from, from the boat market. Um, they are still interested. Um, I talked to one dealer out of Traverse City, Michigan, um, up north in Michigan. Um, and they are saying that even though it's the end of the season coming up with colder months approaching, that they still have people coming in, ordering boats, um, anticipating delivery for next season. Another interesting thing that we heard is these winter months kind of give manufacturers a little bit of time to play catch up. Um, of course, with the ice months approaching, people still want a boat for next season, but you're not in that big of a rush to get a boat in the water because you can't in those colder states. Um, but definitely still people want, want the boats, want to get on the water, of course, um, we also discussed how the pandemic had this um, had the boat market a lot 
like higher in demand um, because it's a safe way for you to go out with family and friends, feel like you went somewhere, but also safety of being outside, um, social distance. So that's all things that we discussed. But yeah, demand remains high, very similar to automotive, still very low inventory, high cost and used market. Um, but yeah, people people still want boats, even though even though a lot are taking them out of the water right now, they're already looking forward to next season. So yeah, it's been interesting. It was great talking to those dealers. They were excited to say that uh, there's high demand um, and the boating industry is is kind of rocking. Yeah, definitely. And that's that's something kind of been a trend for, for much of when the pandemic started. Like you said, we saw pretty much everything that dealt with power sports, RVs, boats, motorcycles, just take off. We've been talking about that for a while, how it just it almost revamped the power sport industry in a way. Um, not that we want to say anything positive came out of a pandemic, obviously, but it, it did have that, you know, almost effect of, you know, people who were a lot of first-time buyers. Um, I'm sure the boat industry is the same way. You know, you get, you're getting people who maybe never thought about owning a boat before um, yeah. going out and buying one because, it, like you said, it's, a, it's an easy way to kind of get out there, do something that's safe. Um, and even now they're thinking about next summer uh, because clearly we're not out of the woods yet uh, with the pandemic. So with Delta and everything happening. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how long everything stays up, that demand, and hopefully they can catch up over the winter months um, and maybe kind of slow that pent up demand a little bit. But it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere on either the power sports or the automotive side uh, right now. So we'll definitely be following that and in inventory closely. Um, so, of course, check out our website for updates on that and further impacts, um, especially as we get into the, the winter months and, and seasonal changes. It'll be interesting to see if seasonality has any impact as normal or if this year will be like last year where it just, it doesn't even matter um, as much as normal. So we will definitely be following that. Um, but otherwise, this coming week, the AFN team will also have an update on credit availability. Uh, we do have some more analysis coming from the power sports industry. And we are excited to have coverage come out of the National Automotive Finance Conference. Uh, we have a coworker actually there in Texas uh, this week. So we will be posting a couple stories that come out of that conference. Um, and as a reminder too, we have the Power Sports Finance Summit, which returns live October 26th at the Wynn Las Vegas and will provide attendees with an in-depth look at the market, uh, network opportunities, and strategies for how lenders can tap into the growing demand that we just talked about. Um, and the Auto Finance Summit will also return October 27th through 29th in Las Vegas. Uh, more information on those are posted to our event websites. Um, and as always, we want to hear from you. Please rate the roadmap on whichever platform you use to listen and follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Uh, and thank you for joining us on the roadmap again. Um, we'll see you online at autofinancenews.net and here next time.